Welcome to the major storylines from week one episode. A um, little bit of cause for panic here already in week one. Uh, usually it's not time to panic in week one, but uh, the Cowboys have a pretty unique situation on their hands right now. Uh, Caleb, what, what are you doing if you're the Cowboys? I mean, I think if you're the Cowboys as an organization, you got to go look to get a quarterback. I don't think anyone thinks Cooper Rush is the answer. Um, but aside from that, I, I think what's really worrying for fantasy owners is uh, C.D. Lamb. Um, he's a pretty popular pick uh, to slot into that wide receiver one position on a lot of teams, especially if you went running back, running back with your first two picks. Um, he was probably a pretty popular guy to grab there in that third round, fourth round area. Um, and with Dak out, uh, I think the potential falls off the table quite a bit for him. Um, as far as like the other receivers on the Cowboys, I mean, I know some people scooped up Michael Gallup late, uh, just in anticipation of him coming back, but, um, you know, we'll find out more about the severity of Dak's injury, but I'm not even sure that Michael Gallup's worth a roster spot at this point in time, depending on how long it takes um, Prescott to come back. The, the one sort of uh, pass catcher that I think this might actually be not necessarily a good thing, but not a horrible thing for is uh, is Dalton Schultz. Um, he can kind of come in, and even if Cooper Rush is the quarterback he can kind of be that safety blanket um he's a guy that sort of reminds you like jason witten a couple years ago where he just always seems to be open um quarterback can always look at him when the other options aren't there um and schultz does have some big play potential and tends to score a lot of touchdowns and produce in the red zone too so i think that's one guy that um if he's on your roster you you don't necessarily feel too bad about this one yeah, I had uh, Gallup in a couple leagues, and this morning was uh, time to part ways when the when the roster spots need to be opened up for somebody that that performed. And um, going forward, I definitely agree in the past game. Keeping Schultz, I think he was a great value in the draft this year. Um, Luke, you got Zeke or Pollard. Um, is it time to panic in that regard? Um, for Zeke and Pollard, I don't think it's time to panic at all. I mean... The Cowboys are going to have to win somehow, and if they decide to not go get a quarterback, Rush is not going to be able to win games by himself. I mean, if you had the receiver core of last year, maybe with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Schultz and Pollard and like all those people, if you had them still, I would say that Amari uh, Cooper and C.D. would complement each other pretty well. But with C.D. being the wide receiver one, he hasn't really seen wide receiver one numbers and targets and we saw in the first game he had 11 targets but he had two catches so i know earlier in cd's career he couldn't really catch the ball he was kind of iffy about making those big catches and we've seen a mark keeper do that but he's not there anymore so i think the only option for the cowboys to win here is feed zeke i mean tony pollard's obviously a great option too but for them to win games, they're going to stack the box, obviously. They're going to get the box stacked up against them because they know they're going to be running the ball. So hopefully that will open up some opportunity for Tony Pollard in the passing game as well. Um, 
But yeah, I don't think you panic if you're Zeke or Pollard owner. If anything, I would still play Zeke because they're just going to run the ball. Yeah, you could certainly see a scenario where Zeke and Pollard each end up getting 15 plus carries, um, depending. I you know I think Zeke looked actually pretty good on Sunday night um, behind a pretty bad offensive line. I think he got almost six yards of carry. So, you know he's doing okay back there with not a lot of help. Um, but to me, the biggest question is, can the Cowboys really not pick up a QB here? Um, I mean, it's only week one. We don't know exactly when Zach when Dak's going to be able to come back, but. I mean, you're talking, well, everything I've heard has been six to eight weeks or longer. So you run Cooper Rush out there, I guess maybe you steal one or two probably. Um, just in other parts of the field, your defense, you know, plays well. You're able to run the ball. Um, but like you said, I mean, teams aren't going to let you run when there's no threat of the pass. Um, so, you know, you're going to be having seven guys in the box pretty regularly. Um, and it just doesn't seem to me, I know we heard today that they said they're not going to go get a quarterback, and I understand that, but it doesn't seem to me like the Cowboys are an organization that's going to be willing to just chalk this season up after a week. Um, you know, you're sitting at their own one now, you go six weeks without, without Dak, you're probably two and five, maybe, um, you know, that's it's going to be tough to come back from that. And another reason to panic is Dak didn't look good when he played. Um, so it's not like you have something to look forward to. Like last year, um, I was a big Dak believer at the beginning of last year. I thought he looked like the best quarterback in the league for a couple weeks. And then, you know, nobody knows what happened. Um, guys that seem like, seem obvious is Jimmy G um, in San Francisco. Um, seems like a guy that could probably plug in pretty well. He gets a gets a bad rap, but he's never really going to lose you a game. He's kind of that Alex Smith type guy. He's not going to put out high output, but you know he can get the ball to the receivers. Um, you know, orchestrate the run game, or maybe somebody younger like Mason Rudolph. Um, Steelers have three quarterbacks on their roster. They're all pretty young, and it seems like Mason Rudolph is, you know, the odd man out. Um, you're looking at probably only having to give up a third-round pick for him. Um, do you feel better as a fantasy owner if if he comes in there instead of Cooper Rush? I think you do. I think he's looked okay in, in his time with the Steelers. Again, not going to throw for 350 yards, um, but, you know, should be able, if your receivers can create space, which... We don't know if CD can do against the number one corner yet, but um, you know he can probably get the ball there if if needed if the guy's open. Um, I think the biggest cause for panic here is CD Lamb. Um, my formal recommendation is going to be don't do anything until at least this time next week because we don't know if everything will be the same. You know, you're looking at maybe Monday they pick up Jimmy G and then all of a sudden your, your fears are gone. Um, you feel like you're okay. So, but I get people, uh, somebody texted me yesterday and said, can I drop CD lamb? I said, well, you probably picked him in the third round. So no, you can't. But, um, what options do you have? Like, I'm going to give you guys 
some guys. Would you trade C.D. Lamb for Tyler Lockett right now? No, I I wouldn't. Robert Woods. Oh. No, not only seeing one target the whole entire game. I can't give up C.D. with has who has wide receiver one potential. How about mm-hmm. former teammate Amari Cooper? I think maybe when Deshaun Watson's back, that's a compelling move possibly, but with Jacoby Brissett throwing him the ball, there's no way I'm giving up CeeDee Lamb for Amari Cooper. Yeah, I agree. Alan Lazard hasn't seen the field yet. Should see targets when he comes back. I think this is probably the most compelling one so far just because Alan Lazard is going to be a number one receiver and he has Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball. Um, Do I think he's on the same level physically and uh, talent-wise as CeeDee Lamb? Obviously not. But the production's probably going to be pretty similar, especially if Rodgers is throwing to Lazard and Cooper Rush is throwing to CD. So um, I, I would actually consider this one. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers' top five quarterback in the league where you have Cooper Rush who's pretty awful from what we've seen. So, yeah, CD might be a better receiver, but if you're looking at the target share that Alan is going to get with all those rookies out in Green Bay that Rodgers still can't really trust, and he's had Lazard for a few years, even with Devontae playing, he would see targets in the red zone. So I think it's, I think it would be a good trade to see if next week if they don't pick up anybody, I would trade Lazard for CD. Yeah, and I think, this becomes really interesting like Monday or Tuesday after you hopefully we see Lazard on the field this week and and get a feel for you know if Lazard goes out there plays the whole game and sees one target then maybe you back off this one but um other guys like Christian Kirk DK Metcalf seems like those guys are going to be a yes if if Lazard is a yes yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate. I mean, the the thing for me with receivers is it really comes down to the quarterback, right? Like we've seen guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, people like that just turned guys that were late round wide receiver picks into all pros. Um, and so for me, like that's the big question, right? Christian Kirk, like... I know they gave him a lot of money. I'm still not sold on Trevor Lawrence. Frankly, he looks like he he looks very good for long stretches of the game, and then he has like one play where he just like freaks out and forgets how to play football and just throw the football away. Um, so that's a little bit scary to me. And then like I know people are high on Geno Smith right now, but like he's still Geno Smith, and that Seahawks offense is. I, I mean, they beat the Broncos, but they're not a good team. Um, so I think you worry about like how many points DK can actually put up in that offense. I think Lazard's probably the most compelling option just because for the reasons we already touched on, right? Like he's got Rodgers thrown in the ball. I'm still pretty confident Green Bay is going to be a good team this year. Um, so for me, I, I think if I had to make a decision right now, though, I'm not trading CD at all. I think if you're a CD owner... The best thing you can do is wait, hope he maybe has a big game this week coming up, and then sell him high. But I don't think there's any reason to sell him low right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way with Christian Kirk. Like, Trevor Lawrence, I guess, like you said, 
he looks good and then he looks really bad. So Christian Kirk was borderline wide receiver three on the Cardinals, mainly wide receiver two, but um, he never really saw it. He always saw big targets when the deep pass. So, and you look at someone like DK when he had Russ, he was a downfield threat. He was red zone threat. He was getting those big plays. And from what we saw on Monday, he was kind of just running wide receiver screens, getting those possession catches, like seven catches for 36 yards. If you're in a PPR league, that's pretty decent. It's like 10 points. But if you're playing in a standard league, I don't think it's very viable to get, go get DK. And I wouldn't trade CD yet either. But um, depending on if you're in PPR, DK would be a good candidate if he's just going to get those possession catches and let them um, let him do the playmaking. Yeah, DK is one of those guys. It seems like it's been forever since we've seen him make a catch downfield. I mean, I I remember games last year when he barely had a point, and it's like that's why he was able to be had so late in the draft. Um, out of left field here, DeAndre Hopkins for CD Lamb, yes or no? I mean, yeah, obviously. He's suspended. I mean, that's fine, but, like, the way I think about it is, like, if Dallas – Dallas has said they're not going to get a quarterback. Like, at this point, I, I'm probably – I don't even know if I'm going to play CD, even if I just stash him until Dak comes back. And, like, at that point, it becomes a decision of, like, who do you want to have on the field if you have the option of having them both? And for me, that's DeAndre Hopkins, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you have someone that's as talented as Hopkins. Like, everyone just kind of forgets that he was top five receiver every year that he played. And now he's out for the he's only out for six games. It's not like it's the Deshaun Watson situation where he's out the first 11. Uh, he's going to be viable. Kyler can actually learn to throw the ball. Then Hopkins, I'm sure, will be fine. And he has a pretty good wide receiver, too, in Hollywood Brown. So he's not going to get doubled every single play. But yeah, I would do Hopkins for CD and And think about how strong Hopkins is going to be from all the steroids when he does go back. <laughs> if like you you got to think about that. If too. you can trade a clean receiver for a roided one, probably should. Um, probably the second best, second biggest storyline um, to watch in week in week one was the New England offense as a whole. I mean, I initially wanted to talk about the New England backfield, but I mean, the whole offense is a train wreck. Um, you had offenses that were expected to be bad, like uh, the Atlanta. They scored like 26 points against the Saints, who have a pretty solid defense. Um, that's a lot more than you were expecting to get from Atlanta. Um, the Browns and the Panthers. Now, maybe the Panthers' defense is to blame, but they both scored 20-plus points. Um, and... New England scores seven points against against Miami. Now, Miami's defense isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, you know, nobody got going on offense. Um, probably biggest issue is that Mac Jones is not good. Um, I've watched this guy play football. I know his rookie cards are go for thousands and thousands of dollars, and if you're buying those... Uh, I don't know about that one, man. You might want to get Sunday ticket, throw on a Patriots game, and give him the old eye test. Uh, it's not pretty. Um, I remember I watched a couple of his games last year, and I, I can't see it. Um, their backup is Brian Hoyer, so it doesn't seem like that's going to get any better if they bring in a backup. 
Um, the O-line is pretty trash. Um, Mac Jones, you know, is about as mobile as a tree. Um, the backfield was the biggest attraction in, in this year's draft. People, everybody, every draft, people took Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, and I get it. We saw at the end of the year last year, we saw Damian Harris go nuts. I mean, he had a 30-point game. Um, then this offseason, the story was that Ramondre Stevenson was supposedly going to take over the backfield. That that didn't happen. That didn't even get close to happening. Um, they both looked pretty bad, almost equally bad. Um, Ty Montgomery got carries, got a touchdown, got some receptions. Um, just, it seems like this is, this is, this offense is everywhere, um, at once and nowhere good. If you're a fantasy owner, um, wide receivers, Devonte Parker, you know, has, you know, top five wide receiver potential. We've seen it before, but we didn't see it on Sunday. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers, you know, got some targets. We've seen flashes from him. Same with Kendrick Bourne, had a couple two-touchdown games, I, I think, last year. Um, if you guys had to roster anybody from the Patriots offense for for the rest of the year, uh, who's it going to be, Caleb? I think for me it's probably Jacoby Myers, and I'm holding my nose while I do it. Um, this is a guy who does see a fair amount of volume when he's on the field. He gets targeted a lot. He makes catches. Not a big play threat. Um, I know he had the thing going last year where he had caught like a million balls in the NFL and still didn't have a touchdown. Finally broke through that one. Um, so hopefully that's behind him. But yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, there's just not a lot of playmakers on this offense. And like, I think if, you know, gun to my head, I had to get somebody, it's probably him. But like I said, I'm holding my nose while I do it. And if he's in my starting lineup, things have gone severely downhill for me, and I'm probably just mailing it in for next year. Yeah, I mean, if you look at running backs, like like you said, Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson went probably eighth, ninth round in that kind of like third wave of running backs. Um and from last year, what we saw from Damian Harris, he was a good red zone threat. He would get a lot of touchdowns. But then when it came to the rest of the game, it was Stevenson. It was it was basically a running back by committee. Um, but in my opinion, if you're going to roster anybody, I, I feel like it's from Andre Stevenson. I mean, he has the playmaking ability to do something, but they just didn't use him in this game. I mean, you talked about Mac Jones isn't good. I, I think everyone was so hyped about Mac Jones because – he looked average. He looked like he was the bet. He looked like he was the most NFL ready quarterback out of the draft because he played with Nick Saban for, I don't know, four years. So, I mean, he looked average, but now that everyone's seeing him in his second year, he's like, oh, this guy's actually not that good. He can't really throw the ball. He doesn't really have that great of an arm. So, I feel like if you're looking at anybody, the O-line's not good, but they're going to need to run the ball because Mac Jones doesn't really have anyone to throw to, and two, he doesn't really throw well anyway. So I think you just need to get the ball to Ramondre Stevenson and let him do something. Yeah, Ramondre is a guy that I always think about this when we have these rumors and nobody knows where it came from. Like, where did the rumor that Ramondre was going to take over the backfield come from? I have no idea. It was just on the app like uh, one day in news oh Ramondre is going to be the leader in the backfield like 
according to who like we don't nobody knows where this came from and that's you know how guys like Damian Pierce end up being in the fifth round of, of a fantasy draft a guy that's never even seen the field and, and wasn't even drafted high out of college um you know sometimes the hype is a little too much and you know you gotta you gotta see the eye test but again there's there's just not a lot going on and i could see the patriots being a team that you are just looking to pick up whoever they're playing on defense um i mean if they're only going to score seven points a game you're going to get a lot of points just based on that alone um if you're if your defense the defense you're running out there isn't giving up points they can't hurt you i mean you're getting seven points or, or whatever it is just for that and from there you're you're in the money um so those were the two biggest storylines we felt like needed touched on um, from week one. Uh, I know we touched on both of those kind of in the episode yesterday, um, but you know, wanted to. I had a couple people text me ask me about the Cowboys. Um, what is the time to panic about every Cowboys player that I have? Um, and you know, felt like those were two things, the two biggest things we saw. Um, you know this in the first week and again it's the first week um cowboys maybe tampa bay secondary is just god tier this year um you don't know so give them a chance uh like i said at least give them till till after this week um let them have a chance for redemption with maybe cooper rush goes mike white mode and you know we're all laughing that we were even having this conversation um we'll be back again uh, later this weekend to go over week two, um, everything you need to know. Thursday night football preview was yesterday. Um, until then, anything you guys want to talk about? And makers. <laughs>